Welcome back to Let's Go Michigan with Jeff Sloan on WJR. Once again, with a 5,000-foot view of Michigan business and events, here's Jeff Sloan. All right, welcome back to Let's Go Michigan. Listen, guys, uh, Kristen, Mark, you guys are sports fans. Love going at least occasionally to a sporting event. Mark, you'd go every day if you could, I know. Yes, indeed. Now, that's a tease, actually. Mark Pastoria providing an example of what he does best at a sporting event, <laughs> letting, <laughs> letting those coaches and players down there playing on his behalf, giving it their all, fighting Everybody's their guts out. It's brutal, and Mark's right? booing when something goes wrong or at least doesn't measure up to his standards. No, I don't do that. I once sat there while I watched a kid pitching for the Tigers and his dad was sitting behind home plate and listening to people doing that made me uncomfortable. Wow. Incredible. Kristen, I have to ask you, mm-hmm. have you ever booed a player no. or a coach or no. your team? No. No. So if the Pistons or if the Lions, let's yeah. say the Lions, who've got so much hope for this coming year, right. go out there and lay an egg yeah, and just get beat up on, mm-hmm. you're not going to be one of those fans out there booing those beloved Lions. No, I'm not booing either team. I, it's just not in my, I don't do that. No. You don't do that because that's your nature, or you don't do that because you don't feel that's appropriate. It's not appropriate. Yeah. I'm not the expert. They're yeah. the expert. They're out on the field. Right. They're out on the court. I, right. I no, well, no, I, I don't do I, that. Okay, and and that's about what I expected from you. And I have to tell you, I share that. I don't know if I've ever booed at a sporting. In fact, I know I haven't. I can't recall a single time. Been to a lot of them, of course. Love it very much. I do love my teams. Love the players who play for us and play hard. And certainly at a fundamental level. I respect those great athletes and those coaches who are so brilliant to be able to make all that amazing stuff happen. If you ever get up close to an athlete, whether at the college level, frankly, at the high school level, let alone the pro level, these guys are otherworldly. Yes. And uh, they don't deserve booing when it doesn't go well, in my view, either. Well, listen, Michael Spath, our sporting expert here for this show, has brought us this story. And we're eager to hear what he has to say about the rights of fans at sporting events these days. Michael, tell us about it. Well, Jeff, I'll tell you, so I'm a dad. And recently I took my son who has just started. He's not even quite four years old yet, but he is starting to get a little bit into sports. So like when I'm watching golf on TV, he jumps on the couch next to me (laughs) and watch a little bit of the Tiger baseball. And certainly I'm very excited for both the college football season and the NFL season with the Detroit Lions. But we were at a Tiger game before the All-Star break, and it was a game where the Tigers blew the lead, and there was a lot of booing going on from the fans, frustrated with the performance of the closer and ultimately the fact that Tigers lost the game. And so my son, who is a parrot, of course, right, that age, they whatever sure. you say, they say, sure. he started booing a little bit. And I said, I, I told him, I said, John, like, stop that. And he's like, well, mm. why? he asked, why are they booing, Daddy? He didn't grasp it. Of course, he doesn't have the understanding. And so it led me down this path a little bit of have I booed at games? Have I booed college athletes? Have I booed pro athletes? And booing is, it seems like it's fairly innocent, but there's a great Netflix show going on right now, Jeff. I would highly recommend to any sports fan out there called Quarterbacks. And it's profiling three current NFL quarterbacks, Marcus Mariota, Kirk Cousins, and Patrick Mahomes. I mean, the best player in the league. Sure, And it's giving you an inside view of their lives. You know, they get beat up on Sundays. I mean, the hits that they show them with, you know, the audio that the NFL can do, bringing you inside the experience. These guys are getting mauled during a game. And they're expected to get right back up 
ignore the pain that they have, throw a pass where they could get hit the exact next play, and oh, by the way, perform at a level that doesn't elicit booing from the fans, doesn't elicit criticism from the media, doesn't elicit management asking whether or not they should be getting rid of this player and bringing somebody else in. I just find it very interesting to look at the psychology of fandom and what we are owed as fans. And I'm curious, Jeff, where you sit. You're a huge sports fan, just like me. Do you think that you're owed something as a fan? It's a little bit of philosophical because like when you purchase a ticket, I wonder if there's one sort of, this is my expectation when I purchase the ticket, but what if you're not purchasing the ticket, but you're just a fan in general, I'm watching on TV or I don't get to the game, but I'm a fan of the Detroit sports teams. I think it's a really fascinating conversation to have. Well, I think it really is. Now, at the most base level, what I'm purchasing is the right to go be entertained, right, by something that I find very entertaining, and that is, you know, a sporting event. You see great players play, play their hearts out, and you cheer for the team and the players that you love. And the question is, to your point, do you get to boo when either a player you love doesn't perform at the level at which you expect he or she to perform at? Or if there's a player you just don't like for whatever reason, or maybe the opposing team Is it appropriate to boo? And for me, here's the way I come down on booing. Certainly, I've been at sporting events where I've heard a lot of booing going on. I don't personally do a lot of that. It makes me a little uncomfortable. I mean, after all, these guys, the worst guy on the court (laughs) or on the field is one of the greatest athletes in the world. Yeah. And they've earned their way there. They're paid what they're paid because they are so uniquely qualified to be out there entertaining us. So I don't feel personally any desire to boo even the worst player on the field. I do think, though, there is something about the fan experience where we've engaged this notion of in football, the 12th man, right? The audience and the impact that the fans have on the outcome of the game. And so some of this trash talking and some of this other stuff, fans have been empowered by the fact that they've been led to believe They're part of it. Mm -hmm. They're not just there to watch passively. Jeff, to that end, I'll say this. And maybe I benefit from having young children right now. My wife, big time in the psychology of children and loves to read books. And I think almost every child psychology book you will read will tell you that there's a greater benefit to positive reinforcement than there is to negative reinforcement. And so to your argument about the 12th man, I was going to suggest, what do you think is going to happen if you are booing, you're showing your displeasure you're not actually hoping that there's going to be some type of positive consequence that comes from this. The player is not going to gain confidence from this and all of a sudden perform better because you've been booing. So the only thing that you're accomplishing from booing is sharing your displeasure and whether or not you have the right. I mean, I think most fans and even management and players will say that they have the right to boo. I just don't know that booing or jumping on sports talk radio. Hey, we're on a radio show right now. And I was a sports talk show host for five years. I covered the Big Ten. I covered college athletics. I was in Ann Arbor. And I understand that to drive ratings, you need to get the audience engaged. You need to make them passionate. And how do you make them passionate? It's easier to make them passionate with criticism and asking them to be critical than it is to be happy-go-lucky. But ultimately, what is it doing for you and what is it doing for the team or the players that you are following? Jeff, I'll say this. Michigan football and the Detroit Lions are about to get going, and there's going to be a game where something is not going correctly. And while I stand here and take the 65th story view of what's going on, when push comes to shove and my quarterback throws an interception, I may not boo, but I'm certainly going to be upset about it and certainly going to have a visceral reaction, and I don't think we're ever going to weed that out of fans. 
Yeah, and I think that is part of the fun, trash talking. And I think the other thing that happens is, by the way, to a fan sitting there is that there's this notion of it's my team, mm-hmm. right? That's my team down there playing. And so that kind of sense of ownership, I think, further empowers people to be able to express both the excitement over something they do great and the displeasure over something that falls below the what's expected of him or her on the field or on the court or whatever it may be. So I think that that drives some of it. Where I draw the line, though, is when you hear some of these guys, the hosts of the shows and the callers calling up and calling a, for example, the Michigan coach a bum. Mm-hmm. You know, the guy's a bum. He's an absolute bum. I can't stand that. I literally have to turn the radio off when I hear that. Whether I like a team or not, how can you call the guy those kinds of names? And that's happening way too much. That I do not like. Yeah, personal insults are yeah. something that I've, I've never traded in. I don't believe in. I don't believe that you take personal shots at any athlete, at any coach. Who they are in those sports, on a court, on a rink, on a football field, should not define who they are as a person. And I would bet that if you took someone who lived next to one of these three quarterbacks in this show, Kirk Cousins, if you took the the neighbor who lives next to Kirk Cousins and that person turned out to be a massive Minnesota Vikings fan, I bet you that person has the greatest perspective because they may, between quarter one in the fourth quarter have all this passion, but they also know who Kirk Cousins is, and they probably have a much different view of how to treat what unfolds in front of their eyes than the average fan does. So what I would suggest is think about that a little bit, but I also would ask, like, what are you seeking from this? Is it just such a instantaneous gratification? Boo! And I feel better for those 30 seconds that I got this off my chest or you're trying to achieve something, because if you're trying to achieve something, what I'm going to tell you is you've achieved literally nothing, like absolutely nothing. You have not positively impacted the situation. You probably internally haven't made yourself feel better overall. So as you go into your fandom, I'm always curious, Jeff, to have these more big picture, philosophical, ask yourself, especially maybe in a situation where like me, I've got a young child, I've got another young child. I'm going to be shaping my son as a sports fan and my daughter as a sports fan for the next five to eight years before they really become their own person. And what type of role model as a sports fan do I want to be? And do I want to enjoy the games with my children and have fun and be able to walk away from it, win or lose and say like, Hey, that was a great experience with you. And okay. Our team lost, but I still had a great time you know, going to the game with you, watching the game with your whole thing, or do I want to walk away and I don't want to call out a family member, maybe my brother, but uh, <laughs> right. if the team loses, like he's so miserable, he can't interact with his family the rest of the day. Like, do I yeah. want to be that person? Right. And the answer unequivocally is no, I don't want to be that person. Come on, Mark. We love our Michael Spath. Oh, I hit the wrong button. There we go. Nothing but cheers for our Michael Spath. So appreciate it. Always brings intelligence to the show and to the subject matter he covers for us. Thank you, Michael. All right, there you have it. That's a wrap. Going to close out our show for this Saturday afternoon. Of course, always looking forward to being back with you and having you join us right here on Saturday afternoons on WJR with Let's Go Michigan. Thanks for joining us.